coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 197. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Chilly. Yeah, it is cold, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so we're going to have one of those major temperature drops today. Like, it's 51 right now, and a couple of hours it's going to be down in the 30s. Ooh. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those days, and it looks, uh, you know. It's colder there than it is here. Yeah, it looks very sad outside. <laughs> yeah, well, we we uh, basically live in the clouds this time of year, so you know you can hardly see across the street because we're yeah. in the clouds, literally in the clouds. Yeah, you are. Yeah, so. that's interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey means something totally different to me. It's just <laughs> winter here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, totally the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, like study, uh, um, I have impeachment fatigue, um, and according to the polls, so do all of our listeners. Yeah. Most, most all of them, especially if they don't live in the Beltway. You know, the people in the Beltway, I mean, this is, this is awesome times. You know, the dopamine has kicked in. Yeah. And they're feeling pretty good. Um, the rest of us out here are like, going, you know, can you talk about... Maybe pass a bill for pre-existing conditions <laughs> or, you know, something, you know, something important, you know, help seniors out with um, prescription drug costs. No, you spoke about this uh, fear a couple years ago that you guys would be stuck in this. Um, so, you know, for the first three years, you were stuck in the Mueller investigation and yeah. look where that got you guys. Nowhere. And uh, exactly. now this. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, within the last little bit, the IG report has been released. And the IG, um, the Inspector General, this is, of course, the report we've been, I mean, wasn't it first going to come out in May? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, every month, you know, it's been, you know, it's definitely going to be here in, like, Labor Day. Right. Well, here we are, December, what, 9th? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the IG report's released, and a lot of it is classified, so we're not going to know a lot. And then you have this, there were mistakes made, but maybe they're not exactly criminal. Right, right. So it's going to be one of those cases where it's a nothing burger. <laughs> well, we kind of knew yeah. that for a while, right? Yeah, well, he doesn't have subpoena power, so he can only talk to people that are currently employed. Well, most of these guys that did this stuff are not currently employed right. by the government. Actually, most of them aren't employed by anybody now. Nobody wants them. That should be a clue, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be nothing. Now, um, Attorney General Barr has this, um, you know, has created a side investigation with um, the Honorable, I guess, Mr. Dunn, 
Um, he does have subpoena power. They are going after criminal indictments. I do know that the New York Times and WAPO um, says that he's not finding what Barr wanted him to find. I don't know. I think that's yep, yep. So we're not going to really talk about that yet because that's just hearsay. Right. And we know what hearsay, what happens when the New York Times and the Washington Post report things. Half the time, it's not right. And on page 900, they go, oh, excuse me, we got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. A few days later or, you know. So we're going to talk about crazy stuff. Okay. You know, uh, and, you know, we're going to start with Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden, he might be demented. He might be old. We don't, I don't know. But really, he's been making gaps and doing stupid stuff since he was a young man. You know, I have a copy in front of me of a letter that accuses him of plagiarizing a written letter by John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> oh, wow. Of his father. Okay? He, hasn't he been busted for that before? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times. Now, this was in 1994. Um, and, and this was, of course, JFK Jr. has been dead. He died a couple of years after the plane crash. But, you know, he is accusing the senator and of, you know, plagiarizing his father. Wow. And, okay. you know, that's not the first and only time. This morning, or last night, I heard about it this morning, so I don't exactly know. Um, but he thought he was in Iowa. Right. And he's in New Hampshire. <laughs> the people don't even look the same. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. And, oh, and wow. It's just, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Um well, that kind of would probably happen to most people. They wouldn't know they where they were because they spent every day in a school gym. Well, I think he's... <laughs> exactly. But I think he's kind of just, you know, he just makes mistakes and he doesn't really have a conscience, so he can just go on. He's taking um, Frank Sinatra, who I love, but... Once said, take a big, deep breath, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. I mean, Joe Biden takes that seriously. <laughs> or I should say, literally, every day. It's yeah. like Groundhog Day. Well, he clearly has no, um, no idea, basically, what the situation is. Like, situational awareness, I think the proper term is. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd stop being so creepy. Well, yeah, he is creepy. The other day, he got mad at an 83-year-old man that is a Democrat. This was not a, you know, a Republican plant or anything, asking him about his son, Hunter, and his connection to the Ukraine and his position at the oil company. He had a meltdown in that town hall meeting. Wow. And, and basically called the old man names. <laughs> he referred to him being fat and stupid. And well, wow, I, love, I mean, but, is that presidential? 
Well, the left uh, figures they could do and say whatever they want anyway, so why not? Fair game, I guess. Well, that's true, but, you know, I, I've got to, you know, I, I hate to digress, but some things are worth digressing for. So, remember how much money Hunter Biden made? Right. Word has it he's got to file bankruptcy. He spent it all. Oh. Because he was a chick in Arkansas. He got pregnant and had a baby. And, of course, she wants the moolah. He's going to file bankruptcy because I don't know whether he snorted it all up his nose or what. Well, or he hid it somewhere. Well, and word has it he was wearing one of those sweatshirts that, that you buy at uh, Walmart. It says, let it snow. And there's like three lines down the middle of it. And everybody made them take it off the shelf because they, it looked like cocaine. I just saw that I ad. think that Hunter Biden's wearing that shirt. Yeah, I just saw that. I shouldn't say it's an ad. I, I just saw that story that Walmart was selling those let it snow cocaine sweaters as ugly Christmas sweaters. Just read that like half yeah. an hour ago. You know, yeah, and it really is. At first, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, are you kidding me? But you know what? It does look like lines of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah. see the sweatshirt, but I think that that's for Hunter Biden, you know. He can take the whole inventory anywhere But Okay, on with our crazy things. Now, I'm going to read this, and it's going to sound like I'm drunk, okay? okay. All right. This is an actual quote from AOC, okay? And maybe, um, Connor, you will know what it means. I, I, I think I'm a little dumbfounded here. Okay. And when the actual, my opinion, the structure of it is compromised in very deep ways, you know, it's not. I don't think it was. Like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. It's we have a select committee whose mission I'm... I was uncertain on whose members take fossil fuel money. Now, this was a uh, WNYC interview on 7-9-2019. I didn't understand any of that. Yeah, I, I can't even guess what she meant, can you? I, I, I'm trying to guess what she was talking about, and I, I got nothing. nothing. I don't know. Maybe she's wearing one of those sweatshirts, too. I don't know, but she should stick to her uh, speechwriter or her puppet masters, whatever the hell they are. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of these people, when they get away from their puppet masters, yeah, when they, they get, really do, yeah. do uh, let their colors shine through. Yeah, I've seen a few uh, um, video clips of Greta doing the same thing when a reporter asks a question that um, she doesn't have a prepared script for. It gets quite ugly, and I, I, I think the exact same thing happened to AOC here. It's just, uh, she had, it was a question she was answering that she hasn't been asked before and had no script for. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and, and, and they just start babbling, and, you know, words, and I'm sure, uh, although that, that there was possibly little gaps in there, you know, um, like she's, um, thinking, um, yeah, what, still. You know, I, I mean, really, but still, it makes no sense because nobody else is talking in the middle there. Yeah, well, she's trying to process, I guess. Yeah, it was like she was grasping at straws and and forgetting what she was talking about, possibly. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, very weird, very weird. 
Okay. Another crazy thing, and I just don't think I will go through this whole list because it's so crazy. There is, I mean, it's just so long, okay? I mean, we, we talk about Hillary being corrupt and the Clintons, you know, paying people off. I have a list here of, let's see, nine, about, oh, let's say, 80 to 100 journalists Whoa. who took payment in 2016 from Hillary, Gans, Hillary Clinton's advisors to deliver her talking points. Wow, okay. That's pretty dramatic, and uh, maybe you can put it up on our show's um, site because it's one of the most interesting, and I've got pictures of all of them. I mean, everybody from Chuck Dodd, Andrea Mitchell, um, you know, of course, Rachel Maddow. Some of them are obvious, okay? Right. But like Diane Sawyer. Right. Um, it's, it's a pretty um, extensive list and pretty crazy. Wow. I, I believe so, I have seen that a while ago, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been on the Internet, and um, I think it's been out there for, I've seen it a few times, but um, as we move towards the next election, I think we should not forget some of these things that happened in 2016. Absolutely. Because um, they're going to happen again, and you got to remember, here in a few days, we are we are all in in 2020, the election year. You know, we've got what two and a half, three weeks before 2020 begins. Right, exactly. It's going and, fast. Um, these people, you know, Hillary's not the only one that can put put money in. Now, Kamala Harris made a fool out of me. We're not at our prediction show, but I predicted she would be the candidate for 2020. I'm, I'm going to say that I think she's going to be whoever is the candidate's running mate. Yeah, I think I have she a pulled out of the race because I think she's heard Hillary's going to get back in. And I Ooh. think she will be Hillary's running mate. I know, Ooh. it's a mini prediction. We're getting ready to do a prediction show, but I want to get it out there right now. Yeah, that, uh, uh, interesting. You really yeah. think Hillary's coming back, eh? I do. I do. She can't help herself. And, and they've got <laughs> nothing, really. What have they got? Right now, when you poll the specific states, like electorally versus popular, Trump's beating the pantyhose off these people. Okay? Yeah, yeah. The, more, the longer the impeachment goes on, he's winning the House back. The 31 seats... That the Democrats won in districts where he won have are totally polling like they're going to abandon wow. these Democrats because you know most people just see okay even if you don't agree with what he did okay or said in this July call and actually I think most people honestly believe that. It's okay to ask somebody to do something for money. Yeah, you know? I think so. I, I mean, the very fact that they kind of say that that's wrong, and I guess technically, legally, it's wrong for our government. Most people don't believe in general it's wrong. The fact is, he really didn't hold it over their heads. But even if he did, 
Most people, like me, think it's okay to say, I'm going to write you a check. Could you do me a favor? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. I, I do it with my kids all the time. I'll write you this check if you'll go clean the leaves up. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, should I get arrested? Yeah, good point. I did it yesterday with one of my kids. I say, put the snowman outside to pick up some leaves and I'll give you some money. Perfect. Bad mother. No, I never thought of that before, but uh, yeah, you got a big point there. I, I just think, you know, it's okay. And I think most people think that outside of the beltway. Right. You know, and outside of the people that are already afflicted with Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, yeah, mix the two and it gets uglier. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just more crazy stuff. Now, you know, this is like kind of a blast from the past, but, um, you know, Valerie Jarrett is, is very powerful within the Obama scheme of things. And um, there is a, I don't know what you would call it, a little diagram. Okay. That... Is, is extremely interesting because it shows Valerie Jarrett's connections. Now, we know that she was the, and, and remains, the main advisor to the Obamas. I mean, in fact, I, I have been known to say, forgive me, but that Valerie Jarrett was the president. Wow. That okay. she told Obama every move to bank. Huh. We know she was born in Iran, and we know she's left of left. Okay. Um, in a socialistic kind of way. But she has risen to power in a very interesting Chicago politics kind of way. Um, she is, the way she got connected with the Obamas was Susan Chair which was her very first, um, her very best friend. Right. But that's the person that introduced her to the Obamas because she was also friends with um, Michelle. Okay. And um, she got Barack, the first, um, you know, he was like the community organizer. Right. Which is, you know, code word for socialistic organizer. You know, <laughs> Alinsky. Well, years ago, Alinsky was the first. Right. And he was, um, as they used to say back in my dad's day, a card-carrying communist. Right. And he would. He believed that the best way to bring communism to the United States was start small in the communities, and especially um Communities where there, you know, black communities, Hispanic communities. Um, and so this is how Barack Obama got into community organizing. Now, I, I should say, I don't think that Barack Obama is as left as Bernie, nor did he ever want to be. Correct. Yeah, I agree there. I do think Valerie is. Ooh. And she would push him further. So my question is, um, it, it, are we going to see more of Valerie Jarrett? Is she going to rise up behind another candidate? You know, a lot of people believe that candidate would be Michelle Obama. Right. 
Michelle has said she thinks she can better serve the country by not running for president. She would win. Now, people love her. I mean, our listeners probably aren't um, big fans, but the fact of the matter is she would beat Trump. That's that's how much people like her. Ouch. Okay. Yeah, ouch. So, you know, like I said, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah, so why isn't she running? I don't get it. Well, she can't run. Valerie can't because she was born on Iran. Oh, there you go. So the only way she can be president is kind of like she was with Barack. Right. You know, and she still lives with them. I wonder if they share a bedroom. (laughs) There's Valerie right in the middle. (laughs) You have to see them all in their little PJs, Uh, all tucked in. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, that's that, yeah. I, yeah. Now I'm not going to get that image out of my head for a while. Oh. <laughs> okay, I took this off of a tweet by Lil Dove. Okay, um, her name is Mary Bear, and I, I thought it was interesting because we've talked a lot about, um, you know, um, gender gender neutral bathrooms. And, and I've expressed a lot of concern because I have two little granddaughters. And, right. Um, I, I think pedophiles are sneaky people. I, I, I have, um, you know, in social work, I, I dealt with some. I dealt with busting some a few years ago. Um, I had a major, um, I was like the computer person on a major bust um, where this guy was getting these young girls and using photography or modeling agents agency to lure these 12 year old girls okay to the park you know long story short I'm a little paranoid but these people they're not healed okay I I mean they really aren't I I don't know why pedophilia the recidivism is just almost 100% you know um, so I understand that there are people out there with gender identity problems. They are less than 1% of the population. Now, we can also make it a really cool thing, you know, trendy. And that's what scares me because we're doing surgery on little kids. We're giving them drugs because, you know, it's natural to have sexual confusion when you're a kid, you know. Yeah, and that's... First of all, we hope you're a little older. Little kids shouldn't be thinking about it at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, they shouldn't be worrying about it until the kid's an adult and can make a proper decision for themselves. Actually, yeah, and, and I hope that somebody comes out with a law that says, no one under 18 gets this, or 21, or whatever doctors thinks is good. But anyway, Little Duff says, I used a gender-neutral bathroom today. And two men came in while I was washing my hands. Man number one didn't care and used the bathroom in front of me. Man number two waited outside the bathroom till I left after seeing me inside. I thanked man number two for respecting my privacy. I felt so violated. Okay? That's exactly how I would feel. If man number one peed in front of me, okay, I'm going to feel violated and I'm glad man number two Waited till I left, if I'm her. Now, this is a response that Millie Rock got. Man number one treated you as an equal in a gender-neutral bathroom. Man number two treated you like a woman. 
I don't know which one you want as treatment, but both treated you with respect and neither violated you. I, I just want to be treated by man number two like a woman. I don't, I don't really want to be embarrassed by a man, I don't know, peeing in front of me. Uh, Actually, I don't want a woman peeing in front of me either. I like to have doors on, on things, you know? I probably have different views about peeing because I grew up on the farm. You just pee wherever you want. <laughs> so I would have been man number one in that situation. I don't well, care. Yeah. You can look at my back. Yeah, while I go pee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be number I, I one there. Number two, you know. Um, oh. And like I said, I'm not really much on people going to the bathroom and for. You know, like, I've been married a long time. I don't really go to the bathroom in front of my husband. Yeah, well. It's not that I can't. Like I said, you just didn't grow up on the farm. Well, actually, I did. I I really (laughs) didn't go to the bathroom because I'm a girl. Now, my brothers and my my own kids, when we lived out, they pee everywhere. Yeah. In fact, one of my kids still, when we're out at the pool, he goes behind the tree. Yeah. yeah, just just yeah. don't don't pee on the electric fence. That's all you got to know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! How did we get on this? We digress. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, not really. It was about gender-neutral bathrooms and some guy peeing on it. So. Well, I I don't know how many genders are there now. Thirty, seventy, something like that. I, I, well, one time I heard seventy something. I'm like, you know, how do you even come up with it? Well, you know, they're talking about not using genders. Um, there's still really? how do you do that? I I don't want to do that. There's still only two real genders. And there's a whole bunch of mental disorders in there, I think. So you only have to build two bathrooms. Building one, you're just cheap. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and if you do something like a family bathroom, put a door on it, make everybody wait outside till the next person. Yeah, single use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's going to come to the point where we can't go to the gym and take a shower because they'll be afraid of lawsuits. We can't go to the bathroom when we're out. I mean, it's already bad in New York. You gotta buy something and get a code, you know? I mean, I hardly ever eat a meal when I'm in New York because I've got to buy little things and oh, wow. eat them or drink them so that I can get the code to the bathroom. Because, <laughs> oh, wow. you know, I, I'm a 50-something year old woman. I have to be a lot. Yeah. Here so, they, you know, somebody always asks me, what great restaurants you go to? I say, are you kidding me? I'm buying stuff all day long. <laughs> yeah, here here they tend to uh, use either a chunk of hockey stick to put the key on or a brick. <laughs> so that, I still you, am thinking you, about that video of that girl just, <laughs> you shot me last year about this time. I think we made her a turkey last year. Where she wanted to go to the bathroom in the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. She just did it right in front of the counter. Gross. Yeah. That was the number two. Yeah, there was another shit tosser in Toronto that was just busted recently. He would get a bucket. I guess he'd save up for a couple days and just find a random person and nail them with a bucket full of shit. Are you kidding? (laughs) I am not kidding. You know, and that is so sick. 
Yeah, I, well, he, he, what kind of germs? I mean, that's got to be criminal. He was definitely he was definitely ethnic. He wasn't white. He's he's a black man, but uh, by his name, uh, I would say he was uh, probably an immigrant or his family immigrated here, possibly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was in Toronto. Yes. This is the crazy stuff show. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, I am going to just do one more quote. quote, Okay. And it's when President Trump said, sometimes he gets a little crazy. We know that. This one's not that crazy, though. Okay. Um, We talk about the walls. And, you know, he says, walls are not immoral. Human trafficking is immoral. Drug trafficking is immoral. Child smuggling is immoral. Open borders are dangerous and immoral. And I think that's a good place to end the show. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Let's that, think about kids. Yeah. I, uh, there's there's a lot to be said in that tweet for sure. So I can definitely agree that uh, that's totally true. Yeah. Well, we don't always agree, but life's a journey and we're all in this together. Godspeed to all of our listeners out there. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed, Grace, and everyone, thanks for listening.